Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the fourth episode of the first season of Succession entitled Sad Sack Wasp Trap, which is the name of the ball, wrinkly ball that they are attending, which is where most of the episode builds up to. It was written by Anna Jordan, directed by Adam Arkin. I gave this episode an 8.2 out of 10. I like seeing some of the shenanigans going on, but for the most part, it was a rather um, just point A to point B, which is Logan trying to regain his pre-status as the, the top dog and his son, who is very much undermining him but also not undermining him and that's the thing everyone warned him this whole entire episode is about the jokes and it turns out that the joke would be exactly what um exactly what set off exactly what they did not want and i i feel really bad for kendall once again I'm having more empathy for him, even though he is very much, you know, as much as he tries to not be his father, he unfortunately is becoming more of a product of his father and he continues the abuse. And I'm wondering at that particular cycle, he mentions, (laughs) there is a mention of, you know, we don't know what he'll say, something racist, anti-Semitic whatever and then roman says yeah just another day at home like another sunday logan is very much being painted as someone who is not a good person but if i'm not mistaken he has a brown wife so i don't know how to correlate these things it's still the fourth episode so maybe this is just how they're viewing their father or maybe he was just that at some point in their lives they very much are the spoiled children of the patriarch who's been for the most part um unimpressed and at times supportive and you can see that throughout their interactions so there's the company annual foundation gala the ranky that connor is responsible for we'll talk about him first uh because i'm not going to go scene by scene i prefer going character by character in this show connor is a whole hot ass mess with that anorexic girlfriend of his that does look like she just graduated high school like what the fuck he is running around this charity gala complaining about everything acting like a straight up uh what do you call those people oh man <laughs> well when they usually it's the their wedding oh now i don't know because monster bride or something terror bride he's a whole hot mess and he got so upset about the butter because it was frozen and i was really surprised marcia noticed and even uh logan was like what the fuck's wrong with the butter she's like yeah it was cold he apologizes to everyone for that and after uh really dragging the kitchen for filth at the end when they tell when he gets compliments that's the best gala ever 
he uh, soaks that up in the kitchen to try to uh, celebrate with everyone else, but they are completely just disgusted by him. Then we have the the big chunk of the episode, which I'll get to, which is the the candle versus dad. So he comes into work. Uh, Rava is not going to attend the charity gala with him because she's busy and going through a divorce. He's so insecure, so very very insecure, and he's always needing a second opinion regarding what he does and he gets that through several people he runs it through several people he gets in the office and is very surprised to see his father at his desk answering phone calls his father rather dismisses him but he continues to kind of probe at him like are you okay are you fine maybe you should go rest (laughs) you know kind of belittling him and they immediately get into it well logan says i'm here to make sure you don't sell any more of my fucking company and that's when he says well let's not pretend as if you didn't put the company at serious jeopardy and at least i made some action but he thinks that or he's trying to downplay it as the old man still wants to think that he's in charge let him you know mope around with his cane and and figure it out marcia is very encouraging of logan she gives him that tough love if you want this terrible music off you're gonna walk over here and turn it off yourself he tells his therapist don't patronize me when they tell him he's doing good she's like you better get your shit together okay because my man is a beast then rather unexpectedly a little later at the ball there's some vulnerability where he says i don't think i can do this and he whispers to her get me out of here he he definitely leans on her for support and she's able to to talk to him in a way that i think and has his confidence in a way that his children do not jess has some speaking lines <laughs> everyone kept telling him stop he was going to do some jokes jess said it roman said it when he talked to him about his speech like i'm not sure if that's a good idea roman's such an asshole he is the absolute worst i don't know how women date men like that i just there's gotta be something wrong with them or it's just a drug-filled cocaine you know binging type of relationship i'm in love with the i'm in love with the back to kendall and roman stewie comes in and he wants to acquire a certain product where he's arguing with his dad which is seemingly a continuous cycle even before his stroke which is his father is more ancient wanting to do things the old guard kind of way because that's how i built my empire and then you have the new kid coming in with all their wacky ideas that the old guard may not quite understand and he wants to go with what he knows and he just doesn't want to relinquish power he doesn't want to relinquish control to kendo in any capacity it's almost 
uh kind of like what ragnar lothbrook said about his children like you love your sons but you're also jealous of them i very much see that contentious relationship between them with one kind of wishing that it wasn't that way that his father would simply love him it it kind of feels as if he doesn't understand why does he hate him so much why doesn't he trust him to to take over as his heir as it should be even though one could argue connor is the elder but he's in no condition to take over anything even though he thinks he should be in the running which is hilarious uh we'll talk about connor a little bit late well we already talked about connor uh i forgot that he was in the he was in the vehicle on the way to the gala giving father you know sweet memories of nostalgia on one hand and then the next talking about taking over more responsibility each of them have an angle to the old man and he's fully aware of it he he came into the moment like that was more of your mother's thing but he also then flipped it when he saw announce his retirement on the teleprompter and he straight went to dad to narc kendall out because kendall's not gonna be able to he doesn't want kendall to take over that number one spot so it's very much a spider web of viperous (laughs) spiders that all want the number one spot and then you have the father who doesn't want anyone to succeed him because there is nothing after him uh he's not someone who is willing to lose his empire or cede his empire to anyone else besides him that's the sign of a serious control freak and i think it might be a little abusive too especially when after meeting with stewie or he gets embarrassed because he ends up saying well he ends up mumbling and then you have kendall being which he might have just been concerned like dad you okay you good you good but he's in front of this other investor that already has a chunk of his company so it feels as if his son is is uh removing his authority you know he's just an old man and even when he leaves the room that's exactly what he presents like i'm in charge i'm the ceo he even goes to jerry and says doesn't he have to talk to you and jerry's trying to tell him it's a little bit of a gray area because he wasn't quite sworn in or something to that effect i'm not sure i'm sure they're going to go into it next episode uh and then you see where jerry's loyalty lies when at the gala roman comes over to ruin his life because he loves to do that after at first telling him you have a wife that you can't fuck and that's why i have all this pussy i'm like what (laughs) you are the worst um and then he tells uh logan oh that was a different conversation we'll talk about that later no it was connor who told logan about the change of speech and then it was no i thought it was roman that told kendall and then kendall talked to jerry and then jerry went over and said yeah i'm gonna play both sides of this i'm gonna act like i'm going to go talk 
to dad on your behalf but i'm really just gonna wish him good luck because he clearly you're shaking in your boots and he's over here with all of the control has already annexed you from giving this speech with very little uh resistance from anyone she knows how to play her cards very well and i think she likes being a little bit of the old guard and this causes him to not only welcome tom into the family but also announce that he is back he is taking over his spot as ceo they say i walk like a king talk like a king you can act around now say the same thing they chasing the fame they all want the name he then confronts kendall about it well his his <laughs> kendall is not happy to hear it like what do you mean you know you're not in he doesn't think his father's in his right mind he's not really up to it you could have just talked to me i was gonna make a joke but he's like no it doesn't feel like you were trying to force retire me i see you now i see what you're trying to do you're trying to take advantage but I think that he was waiting for the opportunity. So, of course, Kendall is once. And then you have that moment where his father slips and then he has to hold him and then he, he just can't stand being supported by him or even touched by him in that moment. I was like, damn, feels cold. Uh, I think that is it with the, the Logan and the Kendall situation other things going on in kendall's life is the fact that he had a crush on the news anchor anna and he asked eva to ask her out but he seems to not understand that there is a a certain understanding with his last name so eva told her to make him happy despite the fact that she's dating someone despite the fact that she didn't really want to be uh on this particular date as his date <laughs> and she doesn't want him to talk to eva about it and of course his sense of his sense of um what's the word uh damn i can't think of the word right now <laughs> but it's way more about what he felt than what she felt in that moment like i don't need your charity i don't need you to get people to go on dates with me because i you know but at the same time you don't know it now how that's gonna blow back for anna he didn't also want to be that guy but in a way he was that guy he was like yeah i want to go her and then when he realized fully what that meant how his privilege is so easily put out there that's how i mean you can't just restrain it and then think people can infer what you meant how you meant it he doesn't want to be shrouded in that imagery like that's not right he lets her go because he knew things weren't working between them he's like you're like bubble wrap <laughs> that was a funny line but she's like yeah you seem like a nice guy but i'm not into you and yes i want to go please don't make a big deal of this and that's exactly what he does because roman comes up to him and basically confirms that yeah if you go out with uh someone with my last name you at least owe me a blowjob because that's what i deserve for bringing you here
of roman the absolute shit starter of every conversation everywhere <laughs> he comes into work and frank is there he can't stand frank but his father has hired him on to basically tell him what to fucking do which is what he tells him later on when he sees him at the gala and says why the hell is frank around and what is his put uh, you know is what's his position to me and that's when he's basically saying you need to the ropes because you can't even tell me how the theme parks are doing you're talking about how you're letting time settle in you don't know what the fuck you're doing so let the adults do it yes you can have the title but let's not pretend you're actually doing the work because you're not oh i missed the one scene between kendo and his father which is the part where he goes in his office his father and pisses in his office what i don't understand is why kendall felt the need to not only look over and wonder is that a piss stain but put his finger in it and put it up to his nose you're you're a fucking idiot it's fucking piss continuing with roman he has this weird relationship with this woman named grace where in the morning she tries to get all sexual and affectionate with him and he's like there's five bathrooms find any other one besides this one. Oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage then later on she's chatting up a host a host waiter <laughs> a waiter at the gala and she gives him her number and this is all just to fuck with the waiter i don't even care i once again he's just someone who is a fuck boy and i would just take a baseball bat to that face and call it a day your couch nigga <laughs> buy another one you rich motherfucker fuck your couch nigga fuck your couch speaking of minor roles this particular episode which i was pretty happy about because i can't stand shiv either and she gets talked down to by eva and i enjoyed it when on her what is she a campaign assistant i don't know uh, apparently this woman's husband decided to post a picture of his anus and their network media is running or leading the story the the politician asked her to basically pull it it's your dad's company and that's the reason why you're on this campaign <laughs> to begin with so stop acting like that's not your purpose she goes to try to do that except eva tells her the only reason why you're in this building is because your daddy's name on it and if there's anything else you need make an appointment when you get some professionalism So let's get to the next big uh, reveal of the episode, which is Tom gets a file. The former head of the parks print out a PDF, basically tells him this is like a nuclear bomb and it's coming into your lap and it's going to kill you. So I don't want to leave my name on any type of paper trail. So I'm going to print this shit out old school. <laughs> Good luck and God be with you then once tom figures out exactly what this file contains he is besides himself he is now a virus 
and if he talks to anyone about it they are complicit in the virus and since he can't fucking stand greg he uh he brings him in on it he introduced greg earlier and he wanted him to be seen as someone he took under his wing and then he tried to reveal himself as family and then the instance where he's talking about this virus he's like i don't know if i should open it and he goes well your family <laughs> and that gets him to open it and makes him complicit as well he very much was being vindictive expecting greg to be his punching bag he tries to talk about it with shiv but shiv kind of just agrees with his very vague explanation of what he intends to do which is a press conference because he wants to do the right thing he's like this involves sexual assault rape murder one dude was basically extending contracts based on who gave him blowjobs it's a fucking time bomb because although they've managed to keep some of it paid off or when they have incidents they don't even come back to the port they go to special places <laughs> that pay people off but eventually the lid is going to come off on this thing and he's going to be the head of it so he's been set up to be the pansy i wonder if logan set him up on purpose because this feels very well timed however uh greg ain't no fool and he enlists the help of jerry on what to do and jerry is able to approach tom and tell him you need to shut the fuck up and do nothing and he had tried to go to kendall about it but kendall basically said the one thing my father loved was when people ate shit for him and i loved his reply i guess i'll get a knife and fork and start that shit eating so that's gonna be a problem that's gonna be a huge problem and i think that pretty much uh sums up the episode touches on all the players i don't know what stewie is up to but he's up to something he agreed that the boss is the boss but they got two people fighting for that now don't know how that's gonna go down but i do think kendall is preparing as he did previously to try to get his old man to step down by presenting him as not being healthy enough to take over the role and it's clear that he eagerly wants to go in a different direction he wants to go he wants to make his own particular mark and he wants to do it uh, in future media the way he wants to do it so it's just a matter of the male ego i do enjoy this show uh i'm getting more into the the actual characterizations for good and for bad and i like the the fact that the although a man is pulled back into this and i'm wondering how much uh shiv is going to get involved because she didn't look too happy either to hear that the old man was going back into the chair so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>